Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Olivia Rodrigo's latest single and music video, Good For You, the Ellen DeGeneres show ending after 19 seasons, and Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik getting engaged. Let's discuss. That was like a Alex Cooper vibe. I know it really Who was. That? Ugh, fucking... Do you listen to Call Her Daddy? I do. <gasps> I know. I know. I'm not proud. I'm not <laughs> proud of it. But I, I got sucked in with all of her interviews that she's doing, even though she's a terrible interviewer. Like she just had on, why can I not think of her name? Orna from Couples Therapy. And I watched Couples Therapy. And so I had to listen and then I've just like found the people that she's been interviewing to be very topical and interesting. And I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. Okay. I'm not like, daddy getting, <laughs> but I, I do find her guests interesting. Sue me. I can't believe that you are giving listens to our number one competitor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why I, actually, I didn't want you to, you asked, you asked me point blank. You didn't give me but- any room to hide. I know. And that's because you literally sucked up her traits and took them as your own. And you tried to get it by me. And I said, I'm not having it today. What? I wasn't trying to imitate her. I'm not but, cussing or like yelling. I did yell a little. Yeah, but you said, I don't even fucking. You did. You said fucking amazing. And that's what Alex does. I only follow her on Instagram. So that's how I know. And she's always pulling that shit. Oh, I'm sorry, Audrey. Forgive me. I know. I can never forgive you. I did. I don't leave good reviews. I can I forgive, but I can't forget. I know. I'm sorry. That really did expose me and I'm not proud of it. My friend Lindsay even texted me her podcast with the therapist and was like, this is a good listen. And I, I had to pretend like I don't listen every week. And I was like, oh yeah, I was actually just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, it, 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 I know it's just something that I'm not proud of. Like I'm not, I don't like to tell people like, yes, I listen every week to call her daddy, but I do. Okay. I do. Dude, I'm really shocked with this information. No. I mean, I guess it's not surprising surprising because we did we were team Alex back in the day when exactly. you were in Portland exactly. but I I've, I've kind of turned on her a little bit fair enough and for good reason I I don't I don't blame you at all like I'm not really a big fan of hers it's just the guests that I come for but the interviews by the way haven't gotten any better yeah it's not her strong suit no honestly Sophia brought the best in her I'm sorry I, I know it, but it's true you hate to hear it but it's true uh Okay, that's enough t- time for Alex. I don't- <laughs> what an intro! I didn't speak up in that way. It's always it's always so funny because it's truly like the first thing we ever talked about is talk about after the actual like welcome to the wrong side intro is always unplanned, and I know. it's so interesting how they the just- variety of topics that have come out in our intros, and they're either thirty seconds long or they go on for twenty minutes. Like last week's intro popped off for so long. What? I'm sorry. I accidentally turned on the wrong side on my phone. <laughs> so if you hear me hear giving it. an intro. Okay, cool. That's embarrassing. That literally happened to me one time during a client <laughs> meeting. Emily. Oh, I remember this. Oh, I already told you this. Okay. And your colleagues were cool about it because they knew what it was, didn't they? Well, it was luckily, actually, it wasn't a client meeting. It was a meeting with our diversity, equity, inclusion consultants, but it was still like a professional meeting. Like it wasn't just an internal meeting. And I like 
unmuted myself and or unmuted my computer and it was playing and I didn't realize it was playing because my computer was on mute and then they had to be like what is that and I was like oh it's my podcast like that I'm listening to myself like you know (laughs) it wasn't a good look but you're like find us on apple pod and (laughs) and spotify at the wrong side no I I laugh every time I do the timestamps on our spotify or on our episode description because yeah either the first story will start at like seven minutes and 30 seconds or like 22 minutes and 59 seconds so at least we provide those that way if people are sick of us they can literally just click on the timestamp and it'll take them right to the first story yeah that's that's nice of you I know I'm pretty thoughtful that way but luckily our question of the day is a very short answer ish and so at least we won't be spending 20 minutes on that again (laughs) and the question of the day is this and uh, let me just preface by saying the reason that we selected this one was because I saw a TikTok about this subject and I'm very passionate about it and I wanted to just save it for the pod to see what you would say so it's this what would you do if you got trapped in a pay it forward train at say Starbucks? Okay. So I'm actually surprised and I'd love to hear from other people if how many times this has happened to them, because I feel like this is something that I should have experienced more, but I think I've only actually experienced it once or twice in my entire life. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm just going to the wrong places at the wrong times or what, but My answer is simple and will probably not be a surprise to anyone who knows me. I am such a people pleaser that I cannot say no. And I would immediately just panic and say, of course, like, sure. Um, And then I'd probably regret it because I'd get stuck paying for someone's massive order. And then later that day, I'd be panicking, looking at my bank account. Like, why the hell did I do that? I don't have the funds to do this. What if it was, what if it was $100? Oh my God. What if it was $100? And what if the Starbucks employee said to you, oh my God, before you do this, it's $100. So you can end it. You'd probably say yes, because then she's giving you the permission, right? Because she gave me the permission, I probably would, but I'd be like, oh, maybe I could do the next car or like, okay. uh, could I, let's, could I let's, count like $10 towards their $100 order? Let's, let's role play. You just pulled up to the window oh. and I am the Starbucks employee. Audrey, this is my worst case scenario. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm like getting anxious. Okay. Hi, welcome to Starbucks. Um, just so you know, the person in front of you paid for your coffee today. Oh my god, that's so and nice. You know what's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anything anything that you want to say or has is this a is this a chain or is this a one-time thing? Yes, or... this is a chain and this has been going on since 923 in the morning. It's now oh. 3 p.m. It's going on since 923 in the morning. So it'd be really unfortunate if it ended here. It is a hundred dollars. Oh um, but you know, you look rich. You're driving oh. a Volvo, so I imagine. That's so kind of you. Unfortunately, it's my mom's car and I'm not. <laughs> Um, but I would love, you know, I, I would hate for this to stop on my end. Unfortunately, a hundred dollars is just a little out of my budget and is my weekly paycheck. So is there any option for me to potentially pay for the next cars or apply a $10 gift certificate to their $100 order? Yeah, no, because that would be asking me to, I, that's above my pay grade. So if you want to end it here, just end it. It's fine. Like whatever, if you want to end it just you have to you have to tell me because obviously I'm holding your card in my hand so I just need to know like how much to charge okay uh well unfortunately that is also <laughs> above my pay grade so I am so sorry I will have to end it but I'll be back tomorrow morning to start a new one 
It could be like my my debit card will literally decline. <laughs> I'm like, I will show you my Chase bank app right now if you think I'm lying. And I'll show you the car registration to prove that this is not my vehicle. That would never, ever happen. I think if, if it was $100, the Starbucks employee would literally, if I were the Starbucks employee, and maybe this is above their pay grade and they're like, fuck it, let's just see what the fuck happens. I would no longer, I would say the person ahead of you paid for you. So your drink is free. Have a nice day. Hands drink. Go. Exactly. Exactly. You would be the type of person that I would hope would be the worker when I pulled up. (laughs) Not fuel my anxiety like that. Yeah. So what would your answer be? Okay. So here's my answer. I'm very passionate about this. So the first time this has happened to me, maybe two or three times, the very first time it was just such, it's so pleasant. It's so heartwarming. You know, in the morning you have a a coffee paid for you. You think you're going to lose $5. You don't, you don't, You feel, but rich. then, but then you want to give that of another person that feeling. So it's crazy because you feel like you got a free coffee, but then you're literally paying for someone else's. So it's just so much joy exuding at 9am or 8am in the morning. So the first time it ever happened to me, it was a $5 coffee. Someone paid for mine, but the person behind me was $5. I paid for theirs. And I just was a cog in the machine. <laughs> the second time <laughs> that it happened, uh, it was a, and my coffee was a $5. So I, I got my free coffee. I paid for the person behind me, but I learned my lesson right in that moment. You know, it's not always going to be an equal opportunity and people don't realize that. Yeah, they don't realize that. So from that point on, I said, okay, I'll pay it. But then I learned my lesson next time. If someone says, Hey, you're going to pay it forward chain. I'm going to say, well, how much is the, is the car behind me? And if it's above ten dollars, ten to fifteen, or if it's like triple, triple my order, exactly. like if I got a sandwich and a coffee, and it was probably eight to ten dollars, then I'll I'll have my limit be fifteen dollars. But if I got a coffee, and then it's a ten dollar bill, like I'll be like, eh, I'm just gonna end it. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. The Starbucks employees probably have to do like encounter. I think the biggest thing is when you're in that situation, you fear the employee thinking you're a bad person, but they, they don't, don't know a fuck. No, they don't, they don't, not only do they not know you, but they don't care <laughs> because it probably happens all the time. Even though in our minds, it only happens to us a, a very few times. So it exactly. seems like a bigger deal than it is. So we need to, we need to make it okay to say, Hey, how much is the car behind me? And if it's $5, maybe you'll get lucky and it's $3. Maybe they just oh, got a drip coffee and you actually made money on the transaction. That Definitely pay it forward. Yeah. I would totally look in my rear view mirror. And if it's like, you know, a middle-aged oh, business woman and I'm like, she is for sure just getting a strong ass Americano, then I feel confident. If I look in the rear view mirror and I see a bunch of teenage girls who I know are ordering all these sugary cock drinks that mm-hmm. cost like $7 each, absolutely veto. I can't do that. I don't care if they're poor teenagers they don't need it they're not poor yeah it's so true they're like driving their mom's Range Rover yeah exactly <laughs> okay good times that was a fun little role play that was, that. no that actually fueled some anxiety for me like I I just hate it was fun though but I I really do hate those situations where people are like putting the pressure on and I know that the answer needs to be no but my inner people pleaser is screaming Well, it's just, you never know. I think that most people just aren't sensitive enough to like most people being the Starbucks employees, they're not sensitive enough to realize that not everybody has the capacity to pay it forward because they're just, they're in the, they're, they're a cog in the machine too. They're not, 
they're not trying to be empathetic. They're trying to do their job, make coffee, make their, you know, wage and move on with their fucking day when they sign off. They don't care. Nobody cares. So that's why I think, you know, if you say, Hey, how much is it? And it's $15, just be like, you know what? And I remember one time, the third time it ever happened to me, I said that I said, how much is it? She said it was $15. I was expecting to pay $4.95. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to end it. And she was like, that's totally fine. No worries. Oh, they're not going to know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how would I they even... know? Like that TikTok, no, no one's going to know. But also, even if I had done that and she didn't say that's totally fine, it would have been totally fine. Yeah, because they're still getting their money. It's not like somebody's getting a free drink. Yeah, nobody loses, but I win. Oh, and- yeah, true. I guess you would get a free drink, actually. <laughs> I take that back. I thought that through and I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Wait, and then, oh, I had one more question to ask. Oh my God, this is going to bug me. Oh, I was going to say, we should put on our story because I really am curious, like just a poll or something of how many times people have found themselves in a pay it forward train. Because again, I feel like I've only been in a, in one once or twice in my whole lifetime, but I feel like there's got to be people out there that experience it on like a monthly basis. And they're like, shit, how does this keep happening? So I'd love to know. I died when, so we texted our old roommate, Nadia, um, talking about this. And she, she was like, oh, I know what both of you do would do already. Like, yeah, I don't even have to listen to the podcast. And I was like, wait, tell me what you think. She was a hundred percent on the money. Like about Emily, she was like, you would just pay and move on with your day because it would give you anxiety. And yeah. Audrey would probably ask how much it is. Yeah. That would probably be $15. And I was like, wow, you're an icon for that. Yes. Friends. But she also said that she is often the one to start the pay it forward train. Which and we immediately shut down. I said, Nadia, that makes you the scum of the earth. <laughs> That is toxic right there. And it doesn't she say like, oh, she she doesn't mean for it to turn into a train, like an entire chain, but you know that that's what you're starting. You know what? If you're, this this brings a great point. If you're going to be the one to start a pay for a chain, you should say, hey, I want to pay for the person behind me and tell them not to make it a chain. I want it to be free for them. That would be iconic. You literally just solved you saw you created world peace thank you that is exactly what I was trying to say wow wow you really like you have solutions for everything we've discussed today there's a solution (laughs) for how you start a non-chain and you have a solution for if you get stuck in a chain how to appropriately ask and handle it I one thing that you should know about me Emily is I'm extremely solutions oriented you are you really are I really am I'm really proud of that so grateful for you one other thing when it comes to the solutions, here's another, here's just, just food for thought, something to chew on as we, you know, sign off from this topic. Cause we have been speaking about it for like 10 minutes. Consider the fact that statistically the person behind you in Starbucks is probably an asshole. That is actually a great point. And that's all. I'm just going to leave you with that. No, that's so true. Actually. Wow. <laughs> Uh, hit me deep for some reason. And you know how anyone knows that by working in food service or the service industry, restaurants, uh, retail, holy fuck. People are so Horrible. mean and Horrible. people don't deserve free anything. Especially if it is in the morning. Like or if, if it is a luxury like yes. coffee. Yes. Let them buy their own fucking cake pop. And oh. that's that. Unless, you know, the person behind you is crying. There are exceptions to the rule. But it's yeah, you just have to look in the mirror. Yeah, if it's a man, no, <laughs> no, absolutely no, not. No, 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 no. That is not closing the page 
the page gap. Oh my God. Not the page gap. <laughs> the wage gap that is not closing that. <laughs> so I'm not paying for shit. No, you're actually expanding the wage gap when you exactly. pay for me. Yeah, exactly. He's getting nothing <laughs> from me. Yeah, everybody just literally look in the rear view mirror and decide for yourself. Speaking of looking in the rear view mirror, <laughs> driver's license uh, artist, Olivia Rodrigo, dropped an edgy music video for her new song, Good For You, on Friday, the same day the second season of her TV series premiered on Disney+. Plus. This past weekend, she made her Saturday Night Live debut as a musical guest alongside host Keegan-Michael Key, and her highly anticipated studio debut studio album, <laughs> Sour, comes out next week. Okay, so, I mean, uh, Good For You came out on Friday. I listened to it first thing in the morning. I watched the video. I listened to it first because like I've said, I've said this before, you got to listen to the song first and give it your accurate assessment before you watch the video because the video can make or break a song. Totally. So either you're doing yourself a service by listening to the music, music first and painting an accurate portrayal of what it is in your head and then watching the music video and however, if it helps and great, it made it better. If it made it worse, it's okay because you have that foundational understanding of the song without the music video. If you watch the music video first, which I'm glad I didn't do because there were some cringy moments. I'm not going to lie. Definitely. Then you have a picture that somebody else gave you and it's really hard to erase that. So I just think it helps be, uh, it helps you be objective when you're listening to new music to do that, to listen to the song in itself, close your eyes and envision the video that you would create before you watch their video. Solution but tell oriented. me what you thought, Emily. Okay. Well, I was telling Audrey this before we started recording. I was genuinely upset because I listened to the song and I immediately thought, oh my God, this sounds just like Paramore, Misery Business. And I really thought for a second that I had just detected or like come across my sixth sense. You know, I was like, wow, I'm really musical. Like, look, look at me go. Like, I'm so unique in this. And then I went on TikTok and Twitter later that day and the entire internet had also made the exact same comparison. <laughs> so unfortunately, I was not unique in that thinking, but I really did love just the brand new vibe to this song because it was so different than driver's license and deja vu and i really did i feel like we haven't had that sort of like pop punky rock song in so long like it really just kind of gave me flashbacks even to like ally and aj sort yes. of like potential breakup song i could see some similarities between that as well and so it just really took me back to like the 2000s and i i loved it i agree the music video i didn't love as much as her other ones and i also will say that you know sometimes when we have these like young child stars it's hard to remember how old they actually are because they seem so much older and mature but I will say that for some reason this music video really showed her age which is not a bad thing at all but I definitely felt like I was watching an 18 year old if that makes sense yes I agree I felt like the music video I my feeling is that she is so talented I liked the concept of the music video I like the aesthetic she's gorgeous and talented but I can't help but think 
you know, in 10 years when she's like an adult and matured and an icon of her own in her own way for that, you know, decade, she's going to look back in this and be like, oh my God. Okay. Well, we also can't not compare her to Taylor Swift in that sense, because A, people compare them in general, but B, you know that Taylor had some cringe ass music videos back in her day. And I'm sure she feels the exact same way about them. Yeah. It's, it's probably impossible for that person to not look back on their, you know, youthful years as cringeworthy to some degree not that it's something that she shouldn't be proud of because it's incredible and like the, the I haven't I have yet to okay honestly you shouldn't cut that out let's just be transparent we lost wi-fi and now we're like panicking a little that it's gonna happen again it's almost like I'm in a rush to get everything out so that- I know, I'm, we're traumatized it was really weird and then I tried to start it off and then I had like a mini stroke but I think we got it we're back we're smooth we're good okay what I was gonna say was I have yet to divulge my thoughts on the song but overall I think it's an amazing song and it's a three for three, like one, two, three, number one was a bop. Number two was a bop. Number three was a bop. She's an icon. I'm just saying that when I watched the video, I was glad that I had listened to the song first because the video, there were moments where I was just like, I don't know. It just didn't feel <laughs> authentic. I don't know what the word is. It, I, I don't want to be too critical. I just thought it was like a little bit like teeny and maybe it's just not my vibe because I'm not a teen anymore, you know? Yes. However, I will say, and I, I don't think I would have ever picked up on this if it hadn't been for Twitter, but whoever came up with the idea for the music video, props to them because whether this was strategic or not, obviously Olivia Rodrigo is a very Gen Z performer because she's a Gen Z person and Gen Z is all about her. They're, she's They're like, she's taken over the world. We stand her, whatever. And millennials, mm-hmm. I feel, are kind kind of like half and half like for example my cousin who's 27 yesterday she was like if it wasn't for the wrong side I wouldn't know who Olivia Rodrigo is because I just don't see her like my friends aren't listening to her whatever and but then again I feel like we're all over her and a lot of our close friends love her but anyway we're not millennials okay true oh god we're on the cusp whatever but 1997 wait were you born in 97 or 96 no I was in 96 oh so I'm a little more millennial than you. But anyway, I, I noticed on slightly Twitter. More, you're just slightly more chuggy than me. Sorry. I had to <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> but someone on Twitter pointed out that there were a lot of recreations of all these old sort of 2000s movies, like The Princess Diaries, the cheerleading uniforms, and then Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox when she's that like demonic cheerleader. And I thought that was just interesting because those are all movies that millennials know that we grew up watching. And I don't think Gen Z probably knows what Jennifer's body even is. So I feel like in a way they were trying to really capture a wider demographic. I don't know. That might just be a theory, but I thought that was interesting. I think that's true, but I also think they were trying to, they were evoking you know, some nostalgia and they were pulling from the playback playbook that worked nine or nine, nine years ago, (laughs) like 10 years ago, plus that it, it already worked. It's, it's, it's foolproof and people aren't really doing that genre anymore. And I was saying to Emily before we started recording, I can, I asked Emily, Hey, does Olivia Rodrigo have songwriting credit? on this song because it's before her time and so it is ahead totally. of her time. And mostly the style itself, like the production versus the the music, like the lyrics are essentially 
a, you know, randomizer copy paste of her previous two songs. It's the same vibe. It's a breakup anthem and I'm, I'm here for it. But I was like the production, somebody helped her with that because I really think I'm thinking of all of her videos on Instagram or on TikTok. She posted before she like became this pop icon. She was just the star of High School Musical, the musical, the series. And she got that role by being a really talented singer and artist and singer and actress. And she wrote a lot of her own songs and she posted all these videos on Instagram of her songwriting pieces where either she's backed by an acoustic guitar or a piano that she can play. And so I just picture her like on a guitar, little, you know, C chord, good for you, switch it to the G, you know, happy and healthy, switch it to the D, and back to the G. And then somebody said, hang on, this is a pop rock anthem. Totally agree. Let me just like produce this up for you. And then she was like, holy shit, yes. And then her producer said, watch this Avril Lavigne video. Watch this Paramore video. Yes. This is the vibe. This is the vibe. You know what I mean? And her and I feel like video. I feel like that genre too is totally making a comeback. And maybe it's just because Machine Gun Kelly is dating Megan Fox. And so everybody's suddenly into Machine Gun Kelly. But I really do feel like that genre is sort of on the rise again. I think so too. I think we're probably going to see more of it. But I'm just really loving that she she's just a true artist that can take on any form. I've been paying attention to a lot of the TikToker music because there are a lot of the music that's popping the charts. There's that song by Bella Porch that's like, this ain't build a bitch, bigger something, bigger boobs, do, 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 do. This ain't build a bitch. And it's like very poppy. Yeah. I was like, please, that went on for far too long. I don't know. Let me continue. There's also no, Dick Millio's song. You're just a fuck boy. You're just a fuck boy. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and Addison. I took a second and I said me too. Do, do. I'm obsessed with me as much as you. Do, do, do. There is definitely something happened though. There's a, a definite shift. What do you mean? And just the type of music that's being put out. I mean, it's like all the same, but it's just a shift in genre, genre, genre. It reminds, well, and that reminds me, it reminds me of like the Katy Perry vibe. It's just so poppy. Yes. And it's so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, uh, fuck. (laughs) It's an equation that they are applying over and over and over and over again. And I just really like how the first Olivia song was the like a ballad deja vu was like this alternative like rock thing and then this is punk rock I just love it I'm here for it and I feel like her album we're gonna have to talk about it because it's probably gonna be a no skip like a hundred percent I think it's going to be amazing. Okay, thank you for saying that because I was going to say the final thing I wanted to say about this story is that we're not ready for this album because the fact that these three songs were released and just went boom, 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 platinum, 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 we're in for a treat and I'm really excited. Yep. Okay, let's move on because holy shit. I know, my God. (laughs) Holy shit. We got 10 minutes to talk about each. Oh, motherfucker. Okay, this one's quick. Ellen DeGeneres has decided that her upcoming season, the show's 19th, will be the last. The decision which fell to DeGeneres is said to have been several years in the making. She informed her staff on May 11th and will sit down with longtime pal and daytime predecessor Oprah Winfrey to discuss the news on Ellen's May 13th show. Wait, so that already happened. Oh, oops. (laughs) (laughs) When you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as great as this show is and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore. (laughs) 
DeGeneres tells The Hollywood Reporter, discussing the move publicly for the first time. Timing her departure is something DeGeneres has openly wrestled with in the past. In a 2018 New York Times profile, she revealed that her actress wife, Portia de Rossi, had been encouraging her to move on from the 180 shows a year gig, while her comedian brother, along with the executives at Warner Bros., had urged her to continue. In the end, DeGeneres signed on for three more seasons, but was clear with herself and her team that this contract, which would take her well beyond 3,000 shows and a stunning 2,400 celebrity interviews, would be her last. That's so many. Holy shit. That's crazy. I know. Like the way that I am comparing that is to the fact that we're only on episode 39 of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's done 3,000 of them. Like, holy fuck. But this past year has not been without controversy. On the heels of a series of personal swipes that DeGeneres says destroyed her came a July BuzzFeed News expose detailing allegations of a toxic workplace. The latter, which DeGeneres says she learned about through the press, prompted an internal investigation about and the dismissal of key executives. The host, who's built her brand on the motto, be kind to one another, opened season 18 in September with a lengthy apology telling viewers, I learned that things happen here that never should have happened. I take that very seriously. And I want to say I'm so sorry to the people who are affected. While the mea culpa was widely viewed, Ellen's highest rated premiere in years, per the New York Times, viewership quickly tumbled, even as Hollywood's A-list remained loyal guests. Although every talk show has dropped in the ratings this year, the decline for Ellen has been steeper. In her first episode back after the allegations arose over the summer, DeGeneres told viewers it was tricky to be known as the be kind lady. Let me just say, was it a surprise to anyone? Absolutely not. But the way that it was handled, it continues to just shake me to my core because did you watch her interview with Savannah Guthrie? I watched clips, yes. Oh my God. We should honestly post them on our story, like the videos of them. Weird. You can see. It was so uncomfortable. Savannah Guthrie was trying to throw in a couple jokes. Like she was joking around with Ellen. Oh, wouldn't it be so much more satisfying to end on season 20, you know, round it out. And Ellen was not having it. You could tell she was Yeah, exactly. And you can just tell that this decision, whether it was Ellen's or not, this was not a decision based around the fact that Ellen just, you know, isn't being challenged anymore. And it's hard for her as a creative person. This is because the workplace there is so toxic. Everybody knows it. Ellen is toxic. No one wants to work there anymore. Nobody's watching the show anymore. I used to be a huge Ellen fan and I haven't watched a single episode over the last season. It's just, it's time for it to go. And yeah, I mean, the article said it too. The decline for Ellen has been incredibly steep this year. I just, I hated her reasoning for it and that she's trying to get the last say, even though we all see right through her. Yeah, it's kind of just confusing because I wish, I wish there was some more transparency. This is the kind of stuff that just baffles me when there's these situations that happened in Hollywood, that there's clearly more behind below the surface that we just may never know. There was something else that was kind of that same vibe. Oh, like the 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 Royals and Princess Diana. Like yes. we'll never, never know. And there's something there that like there's something that maybe people that are alive don't even know that like that's only been taken with Diana. Like I don't know. Yeah. So it's I haven't really harped on this too much because yeah, it doesn't come as a surprise. Like TV is slowly deteriorate. De- de- <laughs> slowly deteriorating and just falling apart at the seams because live TV just isn't the preference for the younger audience that's coming in. So 
I think I about mean, this all the time. I mean, just I'm just using the Today Show as an example because we were just talking about Savannah Guthrie, but I really do wonder, you know, how these long-standing morning shows are going to fare in like 20, 30 years. Because again, us growing up, it was a huge part of every household. Everybody watched it. Everybody was tuning in, whether you're actually watching it or not, it's still playing in the background. And I think they're amazing programs, but it really is just crazy to think that nobody are age or Gen Zers just aren't watching that. And where are they going to go? Are we just not going to have any of those anymore? These like long-standing traditional TV shows? It kind of makes me sad. No, it makes me sad too, but it's also it's just not the same. Like and I think it's the attention span of myself has changed cuz I used to sit down and watch the Ellen DeGeneres show. Same. And then and then it became, "Oh, I'll just watch the clips the clips on YouTube." And then I and then it became oh, well, anything that's really funny, they'll be able to cut into a TikTok and I'll, it'll come across my page. Like it is really, really weird and it is sad, but they do have to adapt. They've been doing the same formula. Like Ellen DeGeneres has not changed. It's been the same formula. Like the only way that some of those either late night talk shows or just daytime shows have adapted or evolved is by pulling clips and putting it on YouTube. And then with the rise of TikTok, pulling TikTok clips or pulling clips and putting it on TikTok. But it has to be more than that. Like the content has to be focused around that. And it does suck that it has to adapt and evolve because that's not the way that those were born. But also if they want to keep their viewership or gain new viewers and new audiences, that's really the only way to do it. But it does, it is weird because it's like, okay, we can't all just be consuming our news in one minute clips, like for actual news. And now I'm getting into news versus entertainment, you know, entertainment, but I don't know. It's a great question. It's, it is sad because I liked watching the today show. I used to wake up on, you know, Saturday morning and get into my parents' bed and we would be today show and like whatever cool clips there were. And it was like the the stories and the bits that they did were actually stuff that you would look forward to watching. And now it's kind of fluff and filler a lot of the time, which, totally, you know, you don't totally. have to speak to that. You work for NBC, so you don't have to <laughs> on your own company. But I don't know. I will say that I think a lot of the shows are just sort of, I mean, a lot of the late night shows, not as much news, but I have noticed that a lot of the late night shows are really relying heavily on the talent to sort of carry them in to the Gen Z audience because yeah. you'll notice it in their taglines and in their like captions and all that stuff. They'll just really heavily rely on like Pete Davidson is here. Like, come on, Gen Zers. Like, oh my that's God, a, Olivia Rodrigo. We got such, Addison Ray. That's such a good observation because that's so true at least for myself my favorite chef molly boz who used to be on bon appetit she was on good morning america she had like a little segment and i turned it on i I never watched good morning america but i turned it on to the watch talent her draws you in yeah or like any of the um bachelor stars who always end up on good morning america because it's an abc thing exactly um, so they have that partner it's written in the contract like you gotta get us the viewership man <laughs> you're keeping us afloat <laughs> please support the company no yeah. it's it's so true and I don't know, like the only Ellen clips that I'll ever get notified of is exactly when my favorite celebrities are on and then maybe I'll watch. But I will say that she recently interviewed Machine Gun Kelly and I only watched the interview because I was seeing a bunch of clips and articles about it because he talked about his first few dates with Megan Fox and I was intrigued. And Ellen's interviewing, you can tell she is so over it. Like it kind of pissed me off because Machine Gun Kelly is like a very charming funny guy and he was cracking a lot of really good jokes and 
I was even giggling to myself, which I never do. And she was just stone faced. And so I'm sure that she is literally counting down the minutes until she can get the hell out of that studio forever. And I will say it right now, once she retires and the show is officially wrapped and done, I don't think we'll see much of her again. That's so, I, I, for some reason, I just, it's really hard to turn on Ellen, you know? I know. It's a, it's a hard pill to swallow. She's Dory. And also she led a particular movement for the LGBTQ community. And she's just so. The Obamas love her. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes me sad. Like I really do. I want to believe that there's more because it was, it was such a meme, not a meme, but it was widely discussed that she was like this horrible mean person. And oh, her old security guard here said something and her old producer here said something and her old, you know, and so on and so forth. But it's never been like, oh, she called me the N word. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like blatant. It's just like, oh, she's kind of a bitch. And it's like, Am I mad? It's kind of like being mad at Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada. Like, yeah, she's a bitch and she gets that shit done. You know what I mean? Like, so true. I don't know. I don't, I feel like she kind of got burned at the stake a little bit in a way. And I'm just not sure if she deserves it. And I, and I'm not saying that she doesn't. It's like, I just don't know. I want to believe there's a part of me that just wants to believe that she is a good person and that she just got the shit end of the stick when it comes to the way that the the media portrayed this entire story once it hit the mainstream. Cause for so long, I was like, oh, yeah. Like everybody knows that Ellen Jenner sucks. Like we've all been talking about that. And then the story hit and it became like a mainstream story that people were talking about. And then this leads to kind of like the end of the Ellen era. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it makes me sad. And also like, I would be tired after 19 years too of doing the same shit. Like totally. I'm not mad at her for, I don't care if that's the reason. Like she doesn't have to explain why she didn't do 20. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just trying to see the the flip side of the coin. Yeah, I think she's just very done with the industry, very done with all the media coverage. And also, you know, she's not the only one on the wrong side. All of the producers that have been called out for their horrible behavior and mistreatment of employees, they're also on the wrong side. They're just not in front of the camera. So that's where it, get, it gets really sticky too, because, you know, a lot of these rumors and, and reports and comments are also being made about the staff in, in general. And so it just sounds like a really toxic place to be. And honestly, just for everyone's sake, I'm glad that it's ending. Yeah. But like, let's do a deep dive of all of the different shows in Hollywood and, and talk about how ethical they are. Like, I know someone got, yeah. Someone on Dumois like said that they used to work at SNL in 2011 and got garbage thrown at them by another assistant or something. So yeah, it's never, I don't it's think not like it's Ellen is perfect. Yeah. So I don't know, but there we have yeah. it. I hope she gets to just rest, honestly, just let her rest. And, you know, she holds away and she's, she doesn't have a show anymore. If she doesn't have any, you know, business endeavors, then that's great. She's not hurting anybody. She's just, you know, living her life with Portia. And I want that for her because I I do have a space in my heart for Ellen. Exactly. Exactly. And it'll always be there. Well, speaking of ABC and contracts. Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik have sealed the deal. <laughs> and they're engaged. Jason Tartik shared a video on his verified TikTok account of his surprise proposal to Bristow during filming of Bristow's Off the Vine podcast. She screamed and, of course, said yes. Caitlin was so completely shocked, Jason said. While our families couldn't be with us in, the, in person, we were able to catch and record the reactions and celebrations virtually. We are so excited for the next chapter of our life. Bristow told Entertainment Tonight her new engagement was everything I could have asked for. The words that came out of his mouth were insanely beautiful. We've never locked eyes like that in our lives, she said. We, sorry, that was just kind of 
kind of funny. We were holding hands so intense and I was listening to his every word, but still blacked out. The pair started dating in early 2019 after meeting on an episode of her podcast. Tartik told CNN that the couple is looking toward the future. We haven't seen Caitlin's family in over a year and a half, so we're heading to Cabo today for the week to celebrate, he said. Let the wedding planning commence. Okay, and the one thing that this this summary did not recap was the ginormous fucking boulder that Jason Tartik bought for Caitlin Bristow, which I'm still not over. I actually, I mean, usually whenever I see any ring on my newsfeed, I'm always shocked and will zoom the hell in as fast as I can. <laughs> but this was a ring that you do, if anything, I needed to zoom out on the ring. It was shocking. I think truly the ring is the story. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Yep. 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 And I have a lot of opinion opinions, but a lot of my opinion, fuck, dude, a lot of my opinions, <laughs> a lot of my opinions are rooted in such intense envy. So let it be known <laughs> that I'm jealous. I'm a hundred percent jealous, but I do think it's like a little bit too big. I, I'm just going to say it. It's oh. so big that it's, yes. It's incredible in the sense that congratulations on being so rich that you can afford that ring, but it literally was falling from side to side. And it's to the point where it's like, that looks like a ring that came out of a vending machine. It's so huge. Exactly. You know what I mean? And she's so tiny. She's like five foot two and like 90 pounds. And so I feel like it just doesn't fit her tiny hand. Yes. But again, I have to just repeat because I want to just talk about this ring. When if Caitlin Bristow was listening to this right now and she was hurt by, you know, my opinions of her ginormous rock and her friend said, don't worry, they're just jealous. That would absolutely be the case. That's correct. You are correct in that statement. The other, the reason that I'm so passionate about this is because the shape and the style of that ring is like my dream ring, like the oval, just one diamond with no fuss. It's just on a silver. I think it was a silver, a gold band, a thin, nice band with a really beautiful setting and just a huge fucking rock. I don't even know how many carrots that was. Like, I don't want to know. That's like my dream ring. And somebody who also has that ring or, or a similar style is Jojo Roger or no, Giorgio Roger. She's not married yet. Jojo. I want to say Siwa, Joey, Jojo, Joanna. What the fuck? Are you talking about Bachelorette Jojo? Yes. What's her name? What's her last name? Jojo Fletcher. Yes. I was like, who the hell are you talking about? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, She does. Her her ring is an oval and it's about the largest, if I, not that I would ever be able to afford one. It's about the largest ring I would ever want. And it's still very extra and you can tell it costs big money but it's it's dainty enough that it's like yeah you rich rich you know what I mean because I don't like the huge ones that are so big that it's like stupid looking like I think um Khloe Kardashian wears this emerald cut diamond that is ginormous and it's just stupid looking even though it's probably a five hundred thousand dollar ring if not more so yeah and and she keeps like showing it off and flashing it and like every photo was like about the ring and I was like her Instagram stories when they were in Cabo she was reading a wine list and just kept her finger she was like pointing out all the wines with her finger she's definitely soaking it all in and honestly though I remember when they first started dating I was shook because I never saw that one coming and I was a big big Caitlin and Sean Booth fan I loved them together I loved their lives together I loved their dogs their little family their 
cute little Nashville life. So I was devastated when they broke up and I honestly was not all aboard the Jason train at first, but I will say that after watching them together, after watching how supportive he's been of the podcast and how supportive he was when she was on Dancing with the Stars, I really, really like them together. And if you guys haven't listened to the episode of Off the Vine, we're just promoting everybody's podcast today, except for our own. You should really listen because it was very cute. They did a whole montage of when Jason first came on the show. Cause again, that's how they met and that first interview. And she asked him, you know, what kind of a, what kind of qualities do you look for in a partner? And he's looking off all these things and they totally match Caitlin, which I don't think he recognized at the time. And then they, they played the clip of when she sort of like made him ask her out and it was just really, really cute. So there's a really cute montage of all their old clips and interviews together. And then she thinks that they're about to invite someone on uh, to interview and then he tells her there's no guest and starts proposing and he cries and she's just like screaming definitely keep your volume down but it is actually very very cute and I love that they'll, they're will they going to have that and he even mentioned you know our grandkids can listen to this one day Aww. and I just I loved it I'm I don't know proposals can be really cringy and sometimes I feel like I shouldn't even be listening because it all sounds very personal but yeah. I would highly recommend giving it a listen I feel like it starts at 38 minutes or something like that so 33 or something no that's super cute and that's just adorable and it's really cute that they met on the pod so he proposed on the pod I just think excellent work Jason he really did it and it's on it's everything that you can ask for because everybody wants a photographer everybody wants it to be captured and he had it set up so well to where she had a photo shoot planned already for what was it for her hair bands or what was it for yeah I don't know. It was something she had a, she had a photo shoot already planned and she thought that it was for her company or whatever she was promoting. But in reality, it was an engagement shoot. And so she looks great. She, oh my, he just did everything right. Like anybody that wants to propose, take note of what Jason did because he checked off all the boxes and yes, he got their, her family's blessing. Just, oh, so good. One thing also that I think is really cool is that Caitlin is still very involved as being sort of a bachelor, bachelorette figure like she I, she probably has a contract with yeah she definitely has a contract with them because she's gonna be hosting and she's just very involved um and obviously like her off the vine podcast and, and pretty much all of her success can and she can certainly attribute to you know the fame that she acquired from being on the show and Jason too to a certain degree but he's most of his success comes from him being like a really successful banker and he still does that. And I just think that's really, really cool because they're not like a cringy, like Instagram couple. Like they're on, you know, they're, they're obviously like figures. Yeah, exactly. Jaden Tanner just, uh, they, they make me cringe. I'm sorry. I have to say, and I, I, I think that that's really like what they do is amazing. Cause if I could make all of my money, like being a mommy blogger and just being like a stay at home mom and having all my content revolve around that hundred percent would do that hundred percent. That would be amazing. And they make good fucking money doing it too. But I just think it's kind of sweet. And I like how they're not just like an Instagram couple and they seem just a little bit deeper than that. And even I would say Sean and Caitlin were like, they they profited as a couple and as a totally. figures a lot more. And I just think that that seems very genuine to not know like all the intimate details of their relationship, the way that you sometimes do about couples that are a little bit more prominent from the show. Totally. Like Jaden Tanner, they're probably the, the pinnacle of that. Cause like Catherine and Sean, they're huge, but they, they're doing their own thing. They're not really involved with the show, which I think is really awesome too, because they still use and capitalize off of the fame that they gain, but it's not 
involved with the bachelor which is just like really problematic and honestly like dying by the second you know yeah speaking of shows dying that one's probably the next to go yeah but yeah I'm so happy for them, them and- obviously I could talk shit forever about that ring because who wouldn't I mean you have to you have to vent or else you'll just cry um <laughs> so true it's so nice I would never want to ring that big who would ever James is listening to this episode like shit he's like googling yeah. the cost of these things he's like oh my god no I mean listen it's like it's kind of the same stance as having a big wedding if I had the money sure let's fucking do it but I don't have the money and I want to be smart with that you know we have to we have to be smart with our money and if I want you know the ring is great and it's beautiful because when you're a kid you dream of like having this beautiful ring and this beautiful wedding and then you realize you have to pay for it you know what I mean and that's just the reality of things and one day when I you know if if James ever proposes I will be happy with whatever ring he chose. And I'm not going to be butthurt that it's not a $500,000 <laughs> fucking seven carat diamond or whatever the shit that thing is. But actually, I really, I genuinely wouldn't be bad, James, if you're listening. I love you. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I love you. I'm not kidding about <laughs> Okay, I saw a TikTok the other day that I related with so, so hard. It was basically, you know, a clip of Say Yes to the Dress where a woman would walk in and be like, I can't go over $10,000. And then it it showed somebody on the couch, like me as an eight-year-old being like, take your broke ass home. And that was so me because when I was little, I remember when people would come in with these budgets and I would literally yell at the TV, you expect to find a dress under that, <laughs> under that. And it's just so funny because now as an adult and knowing what I have in my bank account, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. But as, as a kid, you have no concept of money. Or it's like when you're watching House Hunters and yeah. if it's below a million dollar budget, you're like, I'm changing the channel. I'm getting on on demand. <laughs> like, who let these broke people onto this show? Oh, exactly. oh $250,000 budget. Poor. You. <laughs> How poor of you. Uh, okay. What a fun episode. I really, there were good vibes from this week. I was telling Audrey before we started recording, there wasn't, again, that big, massive story that lingered for a few days, but there was the perfect amount of these littler stories that was just juicy enough for the pod, but not too juicy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still waiting for that Froyo moment. I know. To come around again. But yeah, I had fun. This was a good one. And now you're going to go to Adidas, right? Adidas? Adidas. Yeah. I remember the day that I learned that it st- didn't. Doesn't it stand for all day I dream about sports? Maybe. That sounds right. I feel like I heard that when I was like 13 and it shook my entire world. What does Adidas? No. Yeah. It's not. It's not that. <laughs> it's probably just like something someone made up, but it's an abbreviation. Of the name of the founder, Adolf or Adi Dossler. Okay. okay, you know what? Someone at Adidas made up that you can also use that to remember what it is. I don't know. Oh, just whatever. Have fun at Adidas. Go buy some shit. <laughs> okay. Okay, do you want to plug our podcast? Because we've plugged so many others. We deserve a little attention. Yes. Thank you so much for being with us today. You can find us at The Wrong Side Podcast on Instagram. You can search us on Apple Podcasts if you want to like double subscribe. If you want to subscribe on Apple, if you want to subscribe on Spotify, you can be double subscribed. You can get two notifications when we post a new episode. We release episodes every Monday at what time? Seven? Eight? It depends. Usually eight. (laughs) 
Anyways, come follow us, guys. We have been sitting at 294 followers on Instagram for like three months. So if you could just do us a solid, you know, get on your Finsta if you have one. We are us a follow. It's getting out of control at this point and it, it's hurting. I hate that number. I never want to see that number again. I'm about to go buy. I'm about to post a Craigslist ad and say, <laughs> we'll pay you $1 to follow our account. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> Okay, let's wrap it up before we lose Wi-Fi again, because that was honestly traumatic. Okay, well, I will just leave it with this. Thank you so much for listening to another episode and being with us for another week, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>